Welcome to From Caving In to Crushing It, the podcast for those who find themselves immersed in adversity and choose to write their story instead of having others write it for them. I'm Drew Duraney, and I'm your host. Oscar, it's good to see you, my friend. It's always good to see you, Drew. Yeah, this is great because, you know, I've, we've gotten to know each other for probably about the last probably three years. And, uh, and we've been bumping into each other in all different areas, whether it was when we were master networks together or, or relaxed teams and whatnot. And, you know, I, I consider you like a brother to me. And, uh, you know, when I'm, when I have a question, my go-to guy is Oscar Capel. So, you know, <laughs> I, I wanted you on for a variety of reasons as the, the audience knows, I bring men or women on who have gone through challenging times in their lives and have made a decision not to retreat from adversity and and instead really use that adversity to make them a stronger individual and allow them to 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 really help others and and you've done that in many many different ways. Um so what I I'll get right to it. Uh I know you've gone through a lot in your life and uh I'd like you to think about at least one defining moment or the key defining moment in your life that really caused you to pause and whether it was a subtle defining moment that you noticed or something like a two by four hitting you upside the head really made you realize, Hey, Oscar, there's a better way to live and I'm going to change what I've been doing. So if you could share that with us, we'd really appreciate it. Sure. And that, that it's not hard to figure out that moment because it happened just a few years ago. Um, I was a dental technician working in the in the field over over 30 years. Um, I had the chance to run a lab down in Costa Rica, uh, you know, for five years. It was really good. Um, unfortunately, when, you know, we came back to the U.S. and uh, the owner passed away and his wife took over. And uh, she was the bookkeeper and she was, you know, a really good bookkeeper, which is um, if you don't pay your bill on time, we will we will charge you extra for for the maintenance. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, that caused us to lose accounts to the point where um, I'll remember it forever. It was a Sunday afternoon. I get a phone call from, you know, basically the new owner saying, hey, don't come in. <clears throat> don't come in tomorrow. We're closed. So I was used to that because, you know, we've had electrical problems, water problems, all sorts of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I said, OK, no problem. You know what, what's going on? She says, we're, we're closed. I'm like, what do you mean? She said, we're, we're not working anymore. You know, you no longer have a job. Oh, wow. So that point is, you know, first it's like, well, we, we'll hold, hold on. You know, <clears throat> I wasn't prepared for this. I was prepared for, you know, retiring in a few years and, right. and everything going. And I, I basically got a, a head start on, on the 40 million people that lost their jobs during COVID. Mm-hmm which is, you you know, you, you think you have a secure job until something happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that point, <clears throat> um, I said, well, you know, when, when your back's up against the wall, your next step is forward. Mm-hmm. So I said, what what can I do to, you know, join into the gig economy? Because everybody was was having side hustles that, that produce some income. Right. And I said, I have to, you know, I have to do that because after, you know, over 30 years of being in the dental business i really had no other skills mm. you know I, I didn't have bookkeeping skills i didn't have uh, uh, uh computer skills i didn't have office skills like all right no problem i'll just transfer over you know and yeah, one of the reasons we were in costa rica is we were getting 
a lot of competition from one man labs. So okay. the big labs had disappeared. Wow. So that I not only did I not have a job, I didn't have an industry to go back to. Wow. And you were so, living in Costa Rica. What what year was this? Was this right before COVID? Um, well, I was I was living in Costa Rica and then unfortunately we got we got so big that Costa Rica couldn't um they they couldn't supply us with the raw materials. Okay. In, in the dental lab, you need a lot of raw material to produce even one little crown. Sure. So we had to close up there and come back to the U.S. And then he started, you know, outsourcing, uh, kept some stuff in in house. Mm-hmm. But at that point, it was, um, you know, it 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 was working nicely and, until he passed away, yeah. and then it just started. Yeah. And I think one thing I I could say is. If you're in a <clears throat> if you're in in a job and you see the writing on the wall, believe it. Mm. We try to rationalize. Well, you know, this is this isn't going well, but it's going to get better. And mm-hmm. you know, deep down inside, you know, it's it's not happening. And you right. you kind of lie to yourself. Right, I understand that. So that was that was the defining moment where I said, "All right, I got to I have to work for myself. I have mm-hmm. to I have to find something that I can do for myself." And that is, that's one thing I, you know, I would say to people, get that side hustle going, get whatever it is that you can going. Cause we are, we're in the gig economy now, everything, everything's online. You can do whatever you want. Get that, you know, get that plan B going. Mm-hmm. So let's speak about plan B. Did you have a network? Did you have an idea where you were going to go or do you have to start from scratch? I uh, basically had to start from scratch. What, mm-hmm. what I, <clears throat> what I realized was, um, I had been, I had been a customer with Legal Shield and ID Shield for years. Okay. Um, you know, got my will done, got all this stuff done. I had had a, had them write a uh, what I call a motivational letter to Toyota, right. and got you know five hundred dollars back that they had told me. There's a door, don't let it hit you on the way out, type <laughs> of thing. Um, and found out the you know the 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 great thing it is to have a law firm on your side. And I said, you know, I used it. Um, I know people that are using it. I think I'll, I'll be able to sell this and offer it to people so they can have the advantage of, again, having a, a, a law firm in your in your pocket 24-7. Right. Hey, so, for, the, for those in the audience who don't know about Legal Shield and ID Shield, can you give like a basic 101 of what that organization is and does? Sure. The, the best way to explain it, it would be uh, Blockbuster versus um, Netflix. Okay. Where your blockbuster lawyers that have been around forever charge by the hour. Mm-hmm. And Netflix comes along and says, hey, pay us a little bit every month and you can watch as many movies as you want. Same movies, same quality. Mm-hmm. And and that's what uh, what Legal Shield did. They're, they're out in Oklahoma and they contract one law firm per state. Okay. So you have a state specific giant law firm on your side. Um, the one we have in, in New York is uh, Feldman Kramer and Monaco. And, and they're great because when we sent a letter to Toyota, you know, their their letterhead and on on the side of the uh, of the letter is uh, like a hundred lawyers' names and and their specialties. <laughs> so it, it uh, the manager, like I said, he told me there's a door to let it hit you on the way out. I got the call, Mr. Capel. We're sorry for the misunderstanding. Isn't that amazing so, how that can happen? You know, to have that that <laughs> that lawyer and and again. Mm-hmm. People don't realize there are legal issues all the time. Yes. And, you know, and having that, that advantage is, is fantastic. And again, mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're, you're driving, you get into an accident at two in the morning, get a hold of that lawyer. 
Right. Say, hey, I've, I've been in an accident. I've been stopped. I've I had my identity stolen and uh, and I'm being pulled over and and they think I'm you know I, I have warrants out for my arrest. What do I do? Right. So things like that and and that's that's what we offer that that peace of mind of mm-hmm. of having a law firm. Uh, one of the things I, I like to say is uh you know the Miranda rights. You know you have the right to remain silent. You have the right to an attorney. Yep. It's eight o'clock at night and they're reading you that right. Who is that attorney that you're calling? Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Will they answer the call? Yeah, will they answer the phone? Absolutely. All right. So, so because you were you were a member, um, you had already been involved, and so you knew what they could do. You decided, hey, you know what? This can be how I can work for myself. Right. And from there, it it came into all right. How do I get this out to as many people as possible? Mm-hmm. And that's where where networking comes in, and that's like my number two thing yeah. is get yourself a network of people that you that you can talk to and you can exchange information um and give more than you get i i, I love when you know, when i meet someone the first thing i do is is i'm taking notes on what they're saying and right. i'm matching up in my head the people i know that could help them with whatever it is they're they're doing so by the end of the conversation i'm like hey you know you you were saying that you you have this great house and uh and you know you're going to be painting uh i know three great painters I'll give you their numbers, you know, use any of them, none of them, whatever. But, you know, here's here are the people I know that I that I know, trust and like and and give them a try. Great. So you started out with that with with Legal Shield, and I know you you have added to your portfolio. So as that progressed, it started to work. You started getting people uh, understanding. Yes, yes, yes. Um, And then. Recently, and and again, I'm I'm looking more for service than product. Okay. So, I'm I recently got my uh, my insurance license. Good for you. So now I'm I am an insurance agent, and I realize that insurance isn't life insurance is cool. It's not just for when you die. That's that's like term death insurance. Right. Um, but there are there are permanent insurance products that gain a a a a cash value right which you can actually borrow against you know at a, at a rate far lower than the banks right, so exactly you know there's and, and I'm learning all these things so now you know I'm I'm the the Swiss army knife guy <laughs> <laughs> I'm going my my business card is just going to say professional problem solver and then you know we'll take it from there I love that I love that. Now, so so putting that under your belt that helps you because these are these are things that people need and may not be thinking about it in their everyday, and then all of a sudden something happens and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I need a." So the more of those you can put under your belt, the better better off you're going to be. Now there is one thing you're involved in that there's no way people think about. God forbid something happens and you're wearing a shirt. I know the audience can't see it because we're on just on audio right now but you it says our on your shirt what does that mean and what's your involvement with that organization sure our is operation underground railroad mm-hmm. um they exist to stop you know sex trafficking especially of children in, in the u.s and around the world mm-hmm. uh, my involvement came through legal shield um our line of sponsorship um alex and uh and uh I can't remember names now. Uh, Alex and Linda out in in Arizona found out about OUR and said, we're going to pledge $10 for every new customer that we have, send it to OUR. 
to help fight trafficking. Right. Um, and last I checked, it was over $200,000 that we were able to collectively give to OUR. Um, you've probably heard about it because it's been in the news mm -hmm. because of the movie Sound of Freedom. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, a, again, it's a movie that is it's not political. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just touches on the problem with um, human trafficking. And it was actually a, a, a series in, on PBS years ago and brought it to light. And now it's it's hitting, you know, it's hitting the market now. And for some reason, it's hitting a nerve with with some people uh, and they're trying to discredit the movie any way possible. But all it's doing is it's bringing more information out there. Yes. Um, yes. But it's you know, they are they are not the only organization that does this. And uh, Tim Ballard, actually, this movie was was produced and, and ready to release years ago, but it, it never was. And Tim Ballard, whose, whose story it is, says, I don't want OUR mentioned in the movie mm. because there are so many, so many uh, uh, services out there that are doing the same thing. I don't want it funneled to one. Just right. find the one that, that you know, speaks to you and and do what you can. Volunteer time, money or whatever. I'm I'm one of two uh, New York ambassadors. OK, wonderful. And that's what we do. And, and what we do is just you know, let people know that. This is going on. There are eight million children a year disappear. Jeez. Unbelievable. It's you know, and it's and it's not getting any better. Wars will will you know bring that number up. You know, border crossings bring that number up. Absolutely. All these things, you know, we're we're getting flooded with it, and we are we are gaining uh, gaining momentum in people and awareness. So, you know, I'm I'm proud to be part of it. No, that's wonderful. Yeah, the first step is awareness. Um, and then once you have that awareness and you're providing people with knowledge, we can guide them to who they can go to once they, you know, once they're aware something's happening. I know this is, this is pervasive and I believe that the people who are fighting it are the people who are involved in it, obviously. Why else? I mean, with it, with something like this, if those people have children, I would not understand why they would, why would they would discredit this? So yes, there's, you know, and, and Tim Ballard used to be working Homeland Security, right? Right, right. He was, uh, and that's that's the way it started. He went to a training on on trafficking, and um, he said, "Okay, how do we how do we rescue these children?" And they said, "Well, you you can't because you know we're federal agents and we're we're bound by laws, uh, international laws, so we can't go into another country." And you know, he was he was, you know, talk about someone that's faced with a with a dilemma. Right. Uh, with a backup against the wall, it's like, I know these children need to be saved and I can't do it if I'm working for the government. Mm -hmm. So, you know, his, I think in uh, in one of the interviews, his wife says, uh, oh, I, I forgot exactly what, but she says, like, I won't let my salvation be, be uh, uh, ruined because you didn't take action and mm -hmm. because I know about it. And he, he quit a job that, you know, talk about security. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, government job, pension, everything else, threw it all out. And he says, well, we'll live in a tent if we have to. Yeah, yep, absolutely. And that, and that's how we got started. And that's how we got started. Yeah. Um, you know, but there's a there's a, a a story that puts a lot of people's, well, you know, what? Uh, I'm having a little bit of problem. Try telling your, you know, yourself, you got a, you have a, a wife, several children, and you're going to throw all your income out on, on, you know, tr chasing something they really want to do. Yep. 
no, that, that and that's that's usually what it takes. It takes a person like him to to do something like this, and 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 the fact that there's a spotlight on it is a good thing, and and it's a movement now, and I, it's it's it, we got it. Yeah, we got the the border issue is 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 scary because it just gives a lot more opportunities to those people who are human trafficking, but. Thanks for working on that, Oscar. I know you were the one of the ones to bring it to New York. Um, that chapter, right? The local chapter. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so all right. So now you got you got Legal Shield, ID Shield. You've got the insurance thing. You got OUR. What else are you working on? Um, working on the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I think those three things will keep you busy and and help in the community. So. So, oh, yeah. One more thing. We we had a we had a flood here on uh, on September first, two oh, really? years ago. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, tell that story. That's an awesome story. Well, I'm I'm look. I live on the Heathcote Hill, mm-hmm. and the operative word is hill. Okay. And we got hit with like three to three or four inches an hour of rain. Now you're in New um, York, right? I'm in New York, correct. Okay. And um, we have we have two rivers on, on the side of where we live, and one of them has a reservoir. Mm-hmm. And the week before Ida hit, we had Hurricane Henri, mm-hmm. and that filled the reservoir. And okay. these are these are old 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 reservoirs. So when Ida hit, they they you know everybody says, well, you know, we opened the floodgates. That's exactly what they did. They mm-hmm. opened the floodgates to keep the reservoir from overtopping and uh, and just you know completely falling apart. And all that water, the rainwater, the the river water plus the um, the dam water mm-hmm. hit Mamaroneck, and we got up to fourteen feet of water in some oh, section. Goodness, okay, wow. And the call went out from the Fuller the Fuller Center, mm-hmm. uh, which a lot of people know as uh, as Habitat for Humanity. Oh, yeah. uh, the Fuller Center went out said we need volunteers, and I joined up with them, and I worked for a year and a half to restore Mamaronek. And it was, it was all hands on deck and, and volunteers from everywhere. Um, I learned a lot and, and uh, using it you know, to, to fix the house that, uh, that I'm living in. Um, but, you know, it was, it was incredible to see the first days that we had set up the, uh, the tent, mm-hmm. people would drive by and just drop food, drop clothes. It was just an amazing, you know, everybody, everybody really, really responding to, uh, to the emergency um right. and it took a, a year and a half to rebuild um and get the 500 families back in their houses unbelievable you know it is amazing that, i mean the the human resolve is incredible and what's going to be good to see and i, I feel the groundswell that the bringing everybody together needs to start happening regardless if there's an emergency or not you know take care of each other when things are okay um and and I and I believe slowly that is happening because um, things have changed in this country. It was you know since the since COVID, uh, even during and um, I thought COVID was going to unite this country, kind of like September 11th when the when the terrorists right. came. I really thought it was going to unite us, and and I I, I think it was kind of planned to divide us. And um, we need to acknowledge that if that's the case. And we need to start build, you know, but putting us back together. And I, you're you're a big uh, reason why we're being put back together. So, I thank you for that, Oscar. Any other awesome stories about what you're doing now that you you want the audience to to know? Yeah, and then you know we have a mutual friend, uh, um, 
Phil Reed. Yes, we and do. I'm I'm doing a show with Phil Reed. Uh, it's, it's called Focus on You, and mm -hmm. uh, he's got a channel, of, you know, and all over the place on on Spotify and all these things. He's an incredible, he's a ringmaster trying to get all these all these plates spinning. And again, we're reaching an audience. Um, basically, the focus on you is is focusing on people that are making a difference and and how they can help. So, yeah, I'm busy people. <laughs> do a lot of things for a reason yes absolutely and yeah i mean you work in service and i know that and uh and i think i think more people need to need to do that um so i, I want to ask you a couple questions sure uh, before we wrap up and i'll give you an opportunity that you may or may not have had before so you're sitting down with young seven to ten year old oscar and you want to give him some advice about life, what are you going to tell him? I would tell him when you're about 18, you're going to meet someone that's very intelligent and is going to tell you to do things and you should actually listen to him. Um, and I think that the thing is, listen to listen to people that are older and wiser because like they said, youth is, is wasted on children. Mm -hmm. um, and it was, you know, a guy that was uh, next door where I got, got my first job and he was an insurance agent. Okay. And he says, Hey, we need, we need to get you a, a policy that you know, will grow cash. And I, I did that. I set it up, but then I needed a car. So I, I cashed in my, my insurance to, to buy the car, you know, and I realized that I would have probably about, two million dollars in compound interest money by now had i continued doing what he said oh boy and okay. i didn't so if i would talk to the seven-year-old oscar i would say listen to people that are older and wiser and pay attention and and save yourself a lot of time money and aggravation um mm -hmm. you know get that that learning curve down and I think that's one of the things I'm doing now is going to younger people and say, hey, you know, what what is your what does your future look like? What mm -hmm. do you think your future is going to look like? Right. And I'm I'm filling in that spot that that I passed up. Well, that's that's yeah, that, I, you know, I love that advice, Oscar, because it's very important that young I'm, gonna, I'm specifically going to talk about young men have mentors and role models that they could they could listen to and, and because we don't know what we don't know. And, uh, and I'm glad you're filling that void for, for people. Um, very, very important. Uh, switching hats. Now okay. you have an opportunity of sitting down with young Oscar, the young businessman entrepreneur, and you want to give him advice about business. What are you going to tell him? Um, number one, read the best books out there on business. I think and grow rich is, is a, absolute must read for everybody we should read that in you know in grade school mm -hmm. get that mindset going how how the brain works um there's a great program by bob proctor called you were born rich it's available on youtube it's free now um it's been remastered it's dated you know the way they speak the way they dress yeah. it's hilarious watching the, the hairstyles and, and the clothes <laughs> but it's it is a a blueprint on how to get your life going correctly. And, mm -hmm. and it's all about, and we talk about all the time, the subconscious mind that right. 
is running is running our our life and for people that don't understand at seven years old the program is set into your head on what you're going to be like the rest of your life mm-hmm. now would you ask a seven-year-old for advice surely not okay but that seven-year-old the programming in our head mm-hmm. is what is being what is being used you know to to judge what the next step is yep oh, all right i should start a business uh yeah the you're not supposed to talk to strangers. Yeah, okay, I'm not going to do that. Then. You know, it's like, yeah. hey, I, I'm going to do that. Eh, yeah. yeah, you know, we can't reach that shelf. We shouldn't do that. You know, money doesn't grow on trees. Oh, everything that we've learned at seven yeah, year old. So that 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 program, you were born rich by by Bob Proctor, um, basically says you can't override that program. No, you cannot. But you can keep putting new stuff in, so it gets lower in priority absolutely absolutely so i would i would recommend those two things um read read you know people that that are that are that have made it and read their stories that they all had to struggle nobody nobody that made it really really you know big was ever handed anything and as a matter of fact you you know story after story of of people that have made it make you know grillions of dollars they pass it on to their kids and the kids blow it and yes. they just you know they because they didn't they didn't work for it and i i don't know if i, I sent you that that thing on the butterfly um i don't, I don't remember there's a there's a great little video that it says a butterfly when it's in the it's in the chrysalis it has to break out mm. and it has to push against the chrysalis and and you know it's a struggle and and it hurts and it and it's not easy to do and it has to really struggle to get and then blow up the wings so right. so we can fly. They said that is absolutely necessary for the butterfly to become a butterfly. It says if you break that chrysalis and let the butterfly out, it will fall and die. Mm. Did not struggle to get out of that chrysalis. Okay. That's a great analogy. Yeah. So they're like, don't don't wish for an easier life, wish for a better you. That's <laughs> no, true. I mean, you know. We're also, what we're not taught when we're younger is that is that um, failure is a gift. We're taught not to fail, right? You go to school, you don't want to get, you don't want to fail the test. You don't. And and I I learned in my fifties that failure <laughs> is a gift because it makes us realize that we can do better, and it's a cha- it challenges us, and and we learn from it and move forward. And to be taught to be afraid of failure has, as I think, stunted the growth of many a human being. And so uh, I, I look at, you know, at fail as an acronym for first attempt in learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. I like so, that. yeah, you can't you 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 got to break an egg to make a cake. You know, you can't. <laughs> I like that one, too. Yep. Absolutely. absolutely. So, yeah, it's it's. And again. Yeah, we're. We, let's get back to to that. We're taught not not to fail. Why? Because the school system is set up for very obedient cogs in mm. a machine. Absolutely. So all of the all of the things that make you unique is beat out of you as a child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you Absolutely. can become a good obedient worker bee, and not not. And look at that. Look at the guys that have you know that are self made millionaires. They dropped out of college. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's like I don't, I don't need this programming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can go down the rabbit hole of, of yeah. 
of how the educational system, um, you know, just creates creates robotic workers, and yeah. that's it. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and it, it's true. I mean, and 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 the audience, you can check check the facts with what I'm going to say right now, and make sure I'm right, and I believe I am. I was I was told, and I read that it was like during the uh, during the agricultural re- uh, revolution. You know, you had the farmers you know, really would learn how to make things better. And they were, they were it, they were what we needed in the country. And then the industrial revolution came and the, you know, engineers needed workers and they didn't like that the farmers would make suggestions on how to make things better. So they say, well, we got to find a way to get them to raise their hand and just listen to us and do what we're told. And that's how our education system, as we know it now was created uh that's why hands have to be raised because they force the farmers to raise their hands and speak when spoken to and and all of that and i think that's when that's when it all started um the education system and you're right uh critical thinking is taken away from us and and that's why i say you know uh, avoid compliance and 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 complacency like the plague uh because that robs us of the truth and um and I'm glad, you know, this is, I think that's one good thing that came out of COVID because there's always a silver lining out of a bad situation. Uh, many of us realized that we could, we could recreate our brain and, uh, yeah. and reinvent question, ourselves. Question everything. <laughs> yeah. Every 15 minutes we can reinvent ourselves. So yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't believe what, what you're told. <laughs> Look into it first. That's why I want you to check my, check my facts, folks. Trust but verify, right? There we go. Well, <laughs> Oscar, uh, people now have learned the uh, the essence of Oscar Capel. They're going to want to reach out to you in many different ways with with how they can. What what's the best way to reach you? I know I'm going to put stuff in the show notes, and and I really meant to promote you myself. I didn't want you to have to promote yourself, and I forgot to ask you beforehand. So, what's the best way to get to you? But, um, um, my email is easy. It's it's info i n f o at oscarcapel.com, o s c a r c a p e l dot com. Uh, phone number six four six five seven eight seven zero nine seven. You can shoot me a text. Uh, if you call me first, I probably won't pick up the phone because there's eight thousand scammers out there. That <laughs> so that's that's what I do. I make sure that doesn't happen. So if you call me first, I won't pick up. But if you text me, uh, I will get back to you. Yeah, and another and, good thing is that you guys can go look at the the website for you know for Legal Shield, um, also right. at o- Operation Underground Railroad. Learn about those organizations, and maybe that'll help you be able to formulate the questions you want to ask Oscar when you do get in touch with him. Yeah, Operation Underground Railroad is ourrescue.org. Mm-hmm. That's there, and and again, my simple you know ADHD brain wants everything simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, my website is oscarcapel.com. Yeah, that's easy enough. Absolutely. Well, Oscar, uh, I want to thank you for coming on. I'm grateful that we're friends and that that we've been introduced and now we're in the same community. And, um, you know, like minded people who want to serve and help others, we need to unite and join forces. And we're doing that. And uh, again, thanks so much for coming on, my friend. And thanks for being who you are. Don't stop, please. Thank you for giving me a platform and and for you know being in your in your circle of friends, which is more important than even in circle of businesses. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you're like my brother, so uh, thank you, sir, for for being who you are. All right, everybody, take care of yourselves and be well. Thanks so much for listening. 
If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and give us a review to help others find it. If you find yourself immersed in adversity and would like to find support from other men in times of struggle, please become a member of my Men Supporting Men Collaboration Tribe by emailing me at drew at profitcompassion.com, expressing your interest, and I'll get in touch with you. Speak to you soon.